Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Let's Play video game. Oh, fucking. Can I start that again? That was no. really shit. You have to keep that in now. Oh, no. Welcome to the second episode of Let's Play Video Games Monthly. Uh, what month is it? <laughs> well, fuck it, we'll keep that in. We will keep that in because, you know, we said the month. It is March. He's saying you keep that in because you fucked up the first one. Uh, yeah, but if we... if I'm just going to keep fucking them up forever because that's the problem we're doing this monthly instead of weekly. Like, Yeah, we fall I don't remember... I, like, after a week... I start overwriting memories with what's happened in the last week. It's so. like my time capsule, like my Apple backup system. <laughs> it just periodically overwrites information you already had. Exactly. Yep. It, I'm like a CCTV system. I like it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're back. We are back with the second with the difficult second album. Hooray! How are you doing, Vicky? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. This is the bit where I remember that I didn't actually introduce us. So, well, <laughs> fuck me. I, I mean, I'm assuming people surely people know who we are. I'm Joe Parlock. You're Vicky Blake. Hooray! <laughs> this is a train wreck already. Yeah. Do you want to start over? Are you okay? No. Nah, yeah, we're fine. Quality control. Who needs it? How's your month been? Um. February. It's been a very fast month. I know it's a short month, but it still's gone really, really quickly. I got my much wanted snow day. I had two of them, in fact. Uh, when the beast from the east. Oh God, I hate it when media calls uh, things things. Uh, well, I found out what it's actually called, and it's not much better. It's called a scander high. Oh no, I like that. That sounds like because it's high pressure over Scandinavia. It sounds. Really? Is that why it's called a scander high? Yeah. Because it does like, sound like some kind of... <laughs> like the antagonist in a Scandinavian murder mystery film. It's scander high Jorgensen. Exactly. Scander high. It's, it's just, you know... That's still better than Beast, Beast from, from the, the East. East. Yeah. kind of makes you think like Russia or like Japan or something. Not Sweden. Like, that's Beast from the North Northeast. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't rhyme, so that's Flat why they didn't beast. use it. And the Beast from Scander High really doesn't have the same kind of poetry <laughs> to it. It's a really shit sequel to Heidi High. So they must... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't bother. Oh, but it's been okay. My month has not been too bad. Um, started off quiet, got quite busy... Uh, and I'm feeling better. So all good things, really. How about you? Uh, basically the polar opposite. Uh, polar, because we're all frozen. Hey! hey! Basically the opposite of yours. I've done fuck all all month. Is that is that a good? Is is that a chosen fuck all? Or has fuck all been thrust upon you? Well, I mean, we were snowed in for a lot of it. That's good, though. I like being snowed in. Uh, this this is the first time I've ever seen it snow like come through the bottom of the door. Which I was... forget I, <laughs> I forget 
young you are. Yeah, yes. like the last big snow we had, other than, you know, December, where you didn't have any. Which I was most, most aggrieved about. <laughs> was like 2010. And other than that, I'd, apparently it was snowing when I was born. So that's nice, seeing as I was born in April. But yeah, I've, I've never really had a lot of snow. And everyone always tells me, like, it was really bad in the 80s. And so that's great. But I wasn't in the 80s, so I never saw it. Well, I was. So whoopie fucking do. <laughs> you have experience that I don't. I am an old lady. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a hardened veteran of snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hardened that I was absolutely infuriated that I didn't get any in the lead up before Christmas. <laughs> I was so annoyed. Because I've worked in my current day job for about five years now, and I've never had a snow day. Oh, what? And I was like, this is not good. So I need my snow day. And I think I said this before, but if, you, if you've if you got kids, you don't even have to take it as leave because it's a dependence day. Because you're like, oh, no, I wanted to come to work. I really did, but my kid's school's shut. Oh, what am I done. supposed to do? And they go, oh, I understand. Here, have dependency leave. Only reason to have children, extra days holiday, honestly. <laughs> Do it. Oh, God. No. Um, the, I remember once the council had to step in and force our school to shut because they were so proud of, like, we've never closed for snow, <laughs> even when it was up to the windows. And so one day the council was like, no, this is ridiculous. You are closing. Wow. They sound like wankers. They, they were. They really, really were. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't video games. Should we press on with the <coughs> with the topic at hand? We've got to fill up an hour, so let's talk about snow. We never oh, seem to... Yeah. What? We never did our lovely patrons who sponsored this episode. Well, I was just about to say that's the next thing on our list. So thank you very much this month to Kyle Newbridge, Namidia Aneskens, Jurgen Stellingworth, I'm very sorry, Loon of Nature and Ivia Rell. And of course, everyone else who's pledged on patreon.com slash let's play video games for making this podcast and the site. Thanks which so has much. Had a lot of, the site's had a lot of stuff go down the last month. Yes. <laughs> like, like we've had a not very nice thing. And today we've had a, a fun thing. Well, um, that, that sounds like a natural segue. So jump over the games we played. We can go back to that. And let's talk about what, what you've been up to then. Because like you said, you've had... It's been an interesting month. For well, you, I particularly. Them, I suppose one of them sort of fits into the what we've been playing this month. So... Do you want to talk about Kingdom Come Deliverance? Do I want to? Well, do, no, because we I haven't played it, but you do. Oh, boy. I don't, I don't want to talk about this game ever again, but I have to, because this is a podcast where I talk. Yeah, I was about to say, not talking on a podcast can yeah. be an issue. I don't want to talk about this. So yeah, Kingdom Come. I had the fun <laughs> of being able to review this, and it's it was one of those situations where I knew no matter what would happen, I couldn't possibly win. I knew someone would get angry at me, so I thought, fuck it, let's just... Let's just go all in on the fact that this game is racist <laughs> and see what the internet has to say about that. The internet was not entirely sympathetic with your point of view. Which... Okay, so, think right, people who don't know, Kingdom Come is a medieval open-world RPG which 
you know, unlike stuff like The Witcher or Skyrim or whatever, it isn't hashtag medieval. It's actually based on medieval history. It's set in uh, 11th century Bohemia. And, like, all the way through development, it's been priding itself on historical accuracy and... We've done so much research. We've got historians involved. Well, that's why it's taken so long to make, isn't it? Yeah, it was like 2013, the Kickstarter was. Yeah. And, like, you know, they've been building up the fact that this is going to be, like, the most realistic historical sandbox ever made. And it's got night vision potions. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the... Like, I don't want to target anyone in particular... At Warhorse because you know it's such a big no, game absolutely. with lots of people working on it. But you know, some developers have uh, said <laughs> less than kosher things in the past, um, mm-hmm. and there have been many accusations about affiliations with certain um, groups. Who yes, are not nice. Yes. It's stuff you can Google, really. Um, But basically, uh, for a game set in a setting where there is historical evidence of plenty of people, well, not plenty, of people of colour existing because people have legs and can move, um, (laughs) and, you know, queer people, disabled people, all that, this game completely has none of that, and it is just a sea of the same characters over and over and over again. There's a perk where if, because you play as specifically one character, it's not like create your own person, you play as Henry. And if Henry shags a lady, he gets a perk called Alpha Male. And if he doesn't wash, his natural pheromones will seep out and he'll get a perk that makes him more attractive because nothing's more attractive than smelly medieval people. (laughs) Good grief. And it's full of like that sort of idea of historical realism it's the it's and like my argument in my review was um with his with his history with recreating the past you can't make everything accurate because not everything was recorded yep so the stuff so from that you have to base history off of the present you have to have an understanding of the present and you make assumptions about the past based on what you've got today so like we know that the past didn't have electricity so we take that out of our assumption yeah that makes any sense so what you choose to remove says more about it than what you choose to put in so you can have night vision potions that's fine that's just a matter of you know artistic license but then when you start saying his um night vision potions are completely fine in our historically accurate setting but people who were actually there at the time aren't that says more about you as a developer as you as a as a curator of a historical space than it does about the setting itself mm-hmm. and people didn't like that People didn't like the idea that, you know, history isn't a scientific, empirical thing. It's it's creating a narrative based off of bits of facts and assumptions. And I mean, it's not mess. a new thing, though. I remember when I started my degree, so I was one of the first uh, kind of bleeding-heart liberals to do a media degree. 
many, 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 many years ago uh, when my father was desperately begging me not to do a media degree. It's just <laughs> watching TV and films. Oh, I love that Which it was argument. a bit. There was a bit of that, but not all. And we had a... <clears throat> it started off, a lot of the theory around it was about kind of how news is constructed, so codes and conventions and semiotics and all those things. And the fact that when you watch the news at 10 o'clock, there's a list, you know that the first thing is the most important thing. But someone's chosen to put that thing at the top. Someone has made a decision that that's the most important piece of news that's happened. Yeah. And <clears throat> such has always been the case with all our media, everything that's written down, everything that's going on, nothing is without bias. So none of this is new stuff. This is stuff that we've been teaching now for fucking 25-odd years. So quite why it was such a shock to everybody that anyone could possibly criticise the fact that our history is not necessarily an accurate portrayal of what was really happening at the time. Because that was the thing that everybody in the comments was mostly taking issue with, was how dare you not accept history as what it was. Whereas actually it's quite easy to not accept it as it was because it's bullshit. Yeah, because we don't actually know what exactly. it was. Because history has always been interpreted and reformed by the people who are reporting on it. Yep. Which, funnily enough, at the time, were the white lords in power. Yep. But, see, this is the fun bit, because both you and me have media degrees. Yeah. So then when we see people come along and tell us, like, oh, you're, ju you're just a degenerate cuck and history is a science, it's like, oh, dearie me, <laughs> somebody has never heard of polysemic text. Exactly. So I, it was, it, I mean, I felt for you because it wasn't great. The comments weren't nice. and it was, it was an experience. Yeah. I mean, I've only been there a couple of times myself. Mostly I've not really experienced it, but it's not a fun thing to be party to or even to witness a friend going through. So um, I, on behalf of all of us, I appreciate you for not allowing your views to be curtailed in any way by any purported feedback that you because at that point you didn't, weren't really sure what kind of feedback you were going to get. And also, thanks for, I think, thanks for giving us a, what I felt was a really uh, balanced and fair assessment of a game, that kind of the story it's telling, but also, I mean, mechanically, it's janky as balls as well, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> there was a bit where um, the... Like the quest marker was up a flight of stairs and down a corridor. And, you know, after having to fight through armies of soldiers and escape on horseback and stuff, climbing upstairs shouldn't be the hardest fucking <laughs> thing in the game because it won't register that there are steps. I was sliding, it was treating it like a sheer wall. So I was just sliding back down the stairs every time I stopped. Good God. It was, it was an absolute mess but i should probably point out um i got like this was after all of the people who don't understand what history is i got an email from a uh they they're a, they're a phd in uh sociology i think from a university in the czech republic so like where kingdom come would be set and you know they sent me an interesting email that was like academically sound and it disagreed with me and like that is a hundred percent fine yeah like it was interesting to read because like history 
history as a subject is full of people disagreeing and debating. Yeah, and that's fine. You know, it's been someone taking umbrage with something you're saying or or, or want to debate the accuracy of history is absolutely fine. Yeah. That's not the problem, is it? Being called a degenerate soy boy, on the other hand. Yeah, soy boy is new. I didn't know what soy boy was. Yeah, um, I, I never heard that one. And no. <laughs> apparently it's got something to do with soy is demasculating left-leaning men or something, because apparently we're all vegetarians who eat nothing but soy, and I don't understand it. The internet's weird. The internet's weird. And like, and my fav, my absolute favourite one was the people who would say, "Oh, you don't like Kingdom Come? I'm gonna rush out and buy it right now." And it's I like, know. It sold five hundred thousand copies yeah. before I put the review up, and I knew that exactly. I don't care if you buy it. No. Like, the like same as I don't isn't... care that if I say a good review, you rush out and don't buy it or do buy it. You know, it's not. <sighs> That's not our job. It's funny how. I don't know. It's funny how they kind of, they'll blast you for being a PR spokesman and spokesperson, I should say. And that you, you know, you're kind of, uh, <clears throat> all of us are too tethered to PR and we don't have any integrity and we don't have any independence. And yet when you do divorce yourself from PR and you do report what you feel is a is a truthful account of how a game is. You got absolutely blasted for it. Yeah, and I, at the risk of sounding really, really wanky. Are you about to be really, really wanky? I'm about to be, like, tremendously wanky. Do it. I'm not... I don't think we're here to sell games. I, I don't agree. think... It's like, like, LPVG has never been particularly on the whole anti-consumer, pro-consumer train no. and stuff. Like, we'll have a bit of a whinge about loot boxes, we'll have a bit of a whinge about whatever, but we've never been, you know, championing, championing consumer rights and all that, because there are loads of other people doing that. You've got yep. your Jim Sterlings, your Sid Alphas, your Total Biscuits, you've got all them. i just rather talk about games yep. and, like, what makes them good or at least interesting. Yeah. And it. I think, even if I don't particularly like Kingdom Come, I think how it presents history was interesting in so much as it shows that history isn't as factual as people think it is. And yeah. I think that, that is something that's worth talking about. So I'm very sorry to the people who wanted it to be a, this is a game that you can purchase with money. <laughs> you should buy it. But... <sighs> I've never, I've always found that sort of thing really boring, and yep. I just don't want to do that. Nope. Oh, and you God. didn't. No, but today no. was a better day, Joe. Yeah, today was. I mean, on the yeah, you were saying about how we shouldn't be PR uh, mouthpieces and all that. We got to, we got hot scoops. Hot scoops. Yeah. I mean, we got the hot scoops that Geralt from The Witcher is going to be the Soul Calibur Six guest character, and you know it's a, it's a leak that I've I've been sitting on for a few weeks, but I I couldn't get enough evidence. I hundred percent believed it, but I couldn't get enough evidence for reporting it. But then today there was a whole tweet about like 
oh, Geralt's going to be in other games. And it's like, this is it. This is my moment. It's happening. It's happening. So, yeah, it's like, it's exactly what you're saying. We're not here to be PR mouthpieces. And if this pisses off Bandai Namco, then I'm sorry. And like, I don't want to piss people off. No. I'm not keen on it. My job, no. I, I don't believe my job is to go around and pissing everyone off either. But I think no. that there is... Um... I don't know. I think that there's a there's a there's a there's a careful balance, isn't there? Yeah, I think. You know, again, it's like there are some media outlets who who I think they sort of do a bit of posturing in regards to, yeah, we're blacklisted by eight hundred publishers. And yeah, they've sent they 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 filed hits on us and like cool, but what about the news that you got blacklisted for? What what was that? because you've been talking about yourself. And I don't want to be that sort of person. So I don't really take any joy in reporting on stuff like that. But on the other hand, if you've got the information, it's sort of up to you to give it. Mm. But I mean, Geralt in Soul Calibur is good. (laughs) That blows my mind, really. That's quite a combination of games it's one of those things where like when i was talking to the source about it um i had a couple of guesses at first they're like i know who it is and uh, at first i get i thought it was going to be noctis from uh, final fantasy 15 or kratos and they're like no nope, it's going to be Geralt. and it's like of course it is it's one of those ones where as soon you don't think about it, and then as soon as they say it, it couldn't have been anyone else. Yeah, it it just fits so perfectly. So yay for hot scoops! Yay for hot scoops! That that kind of cancel out the hot fury. Hot scoops versus hot shits. Yeah. Hot scoops of shit. You don't want e- you don't want too much of either of those things. I feel. Well, it depends on what the hot scoop is of. I if suppose. it's like a hot scoop hot scoop of custard and lay it on me i'll say i had sticky toffee pudding and custard last night and it was delicious oh i haven't had custard for ages gotta love a pudding can i <laughs> i love a pudding i like how that's the thing you, we've said with the most confidence yeah this entire of every podcast. yeah gotta love, love a pudding, pudding. <laughs> I do. Like, yeah games media degrees yeah polysemic texts mm, whatever pudding. Gotta love a pudding <laughs> so what have you played this month uh well there's the one game that we've both played, which is Metal Gear Survive. We have both played that. And from what I gather, we both like completely opposite on it. Yeah. You didn't like it that much. No. Shall I start? <laughs> Go ahead. My my voice is croaking. I think that as a survival game, it's pretty fucking ruthless. I think if you dig survival games, then then you will find a lot of you will find a lot to like about it. I think the creature design, apart from the wanderers themselves that are just horny men, men literally with horns. <laughs> just, I, just, what? What? But the rest of it and the Lord of Dust particularly is mwah, beautiful. Um, but I, the game 
completely over explains some things, including how to drive a vehicle. And it's like, are you new? Of course I know how to drive a vehicle in a fucking game. <laughs> completely over explain that, but utterly failed to tell you anything about the actual survival aspects of the game. So it never tells you unless you go through the many, 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 many menu windows that you should boil water to make it sterile so that you can drink it. Now, you could say, that's fairly sensible, Vic. Why can you work that out on your own? And the fact is, I did, but it took me a really long while to get there because I don't play a lot of survival games because I don't like crafting, because I, um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a bit of a panicker and not having all that stuff with me when I'm being attacked, just frightens the bejesus out of me. So I don't really have the balls to play survival games much. Battle Royale slightly different, although I'm still really quite twitchy when I play those. But survival's really difficult. But I felt that given... Because I don't think it's unfair to suggest that Metal Gear Survive would be a lot of persons' first foray into what is quite a sophisticated survival game. And it's utterly utterly without any hand holding and i think it was it did a real disservice um of not not supporting the 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 player in understanding the those kind of key mechanics i also found it spectacularly boring to play i found the environments dull as dishwater i found I mean, it's the same places. Oh, look, it's dusty, bit of grass, bit of mountain. Oh, look, it's a, it's the ruins of a bill. It's so boring, over-repeated, over and over again. All you're doing is kind of, kind of, kind of squinting into the dust, just trying to find the telltale glow of the containers. And that was a mini game that got old pretty fucking oh, soon. Oh, the whole whole bar two to yeah that was fucking no, that was ridiculous bollocks. um and i just i didn't I, I i mean the voice acting was terrible the story's not great there's a spectacular twist in it which i obviously weren't going into and that was beautiful and that was like the one flash of of i think really exceptional writing in it but i think generally it was a really subpar game that had that smelled like Metal Gear and looked like Metal Gear and sounded like Metal Gear, but actually didn't deliver Metal Gear. And I know that it's a spin-off and I know that it's not Kojima, but and I, there's this whole fuck Konami cult of which I am not a member. I don't understand what Konami are doing, but I, they don't fucking owe me anything. Do you know what I mean? I, and no. that's coming from someone as a Silent Hill fan. But I didn't, necessarily I, I was curious to know what a kojima-less metal gear would look like but i wanted it to be good it should have been good it had all the hallmarks of being good and i think they didn't deliver to me and i think i think it will be a good game if you're if survival's your thing and i think i mean even the combat all I did was put up a fence and stab things through the hole. That's all I did. <laughs> rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And then when you're kind of, you're crafting 
ability to become a little bit more sophisticated and you can craft slightly different fences and then maybe you can put three in a row I mean you are restricted with how many you can make so I never felt completely impervious but I also barely died and I'm terrible at games generally so you know I didn't think the combat was was that was all that which is a shame given how interesting the enemies were so I think it just didn't it just didn't hit the spot for me I I it's a shame it's a shame that's but you you're you're coming in it from a um, Metal Gear fan aren't yes, you yes exactly yeah. and that's yeah and that's very much what I came for so like I said it wasn't like I came in hoping it was going to be shit or oh my god this will teach them I hope it fails Konami deserved to fail because it's uh, it's I not think like a lot that. of people did come into it with "I hope it's bad, so I can rip on." Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't, I sincerely don't think anyone, mobile games aside, some mobile games aside, I sincerely don't think anyone sets out to make a bad game, and again, that's what I think makes a successful reviewer is that if you're able to see what's good about something, in amongst a huge pile of shite. So the met the, the 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 creature design, and so good is so good, and and I do think I think it's a really it's a really robust survival game. Yeah, I think in terms of you know that actual act that that very seg that segment that part of of finding your food. I mean, there wasn't enough food, Joe. There's no, never I enough think... food until you are able to expand your base and keep livestock. All I was ever doing was just running around trying to find food. And it was all those kind of things just felt imbalanced to me. So instead of enjoying the craft and enjoying the learning and expanding my base, all I'm thinking, oh, fucking, I'm going to be hungry again in, in <laughs> 10 minutes. And I'm, I did the final boss fight, which I won't, I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone. But halfway through, she had to stop and have some milk and a roasted gerbil. She was hungry and thirsty in the middle of a final boss fight. Now, I'm all for the realism of survival, but I would think on an actual combat field, you're going to be able to suppress your thirst and hunger until the end of the fight. No, you've got to eat a gerbil. Just just, just pop a gerbil in your gob and you yeah, get to go. Quick gerbil sandwich. <laughs> so... Popcorn gerbil. I was I was disappointed. I I think it, it, there's a lot if you're into that genre, <clears throat> but I don't think there's anything there. If you are a survival fan and that's your first kind of flirtation with Metal Gear, it it's not going to be a good one. I think it's a terrible story. No, like I I've only played Ground Zeroes. Like that's the only Metal Gear I've I've played, and I think I think. As long as I could get over the inherent wankiness of Metal Gear, I I really enjoyed Survive. Like I think my biggest problem with it was, like you said, you're always fucking hungry and thirsty. But I think I I just liked dealing with the Wanderers. I I just liked that core bit of figuring out a situation, figuring out the way around it, and. Yeah, I didn't do the the fence and the spear thing. I I tended to use a lot of laws and molotovs, and I did yeah. use a lot of molotovs through oh, fences. Molotovs are great, <laughs> but it's 
I mean, it's not a brilliant game. It's not like uh, there was problems with timed missions and the constant endless backtracking and the dust is just frustrating. Yeah. And, like the map stamping system doesn't really work properly. No, and... I never understood the point of that beacons can be knocked down. No. So why use them? Can't you just tag the map anyway? It it just I mean it lacked cohesion. I felt there were yeah, lots exactly. of there were there were spur- not lots of there were sporadically really good ideas kind of sprinkled throughout, but some things were directly kind of contradicted each other. Yeah, like the hunger and the thirst system are all very good and well, but if your character is suddenly thinking, right, now's a good time to throw up in front of a zombie. Yeah. You know, you could just, like, cover your mouth a bit, hold it in. <laughs> but I think, you know, despite all that, I still I still managed to find quite a lot of enjoyment from it. Good. Like, like I said, it's mainly just from dealing with zombies. It was just, there were lots, there was more of them than what I thought yeah. there was going to be. I thought it was going to be more like a The Last of Us, like three or four at most. So then that first mission where you get swamped by loads of them and you have to sneak through a base of dozens of them, they were really cool. And it's just it's just a shame that that sort of thing didn't happen as much as it should have. Yeah. And... I mean, it wasn't easy. I'm, I'm not no. suggesting... I mean, there's... Can you correct me? I don't believe there's a difficulty setting in this. Not that I, I don't know think of. so. So, um, so I, like I said, I, I mean, I didn't die a lot, and I tend to die a lot, and and I didn't. Um, but I learned very quickly to put fences at Molotovs and then stab things through through the holes. So there wasn't a kind of a, a rinse and repeatness in what I was doing, and always making sure I had enough fences and, and stuff. Um, but you, it is easy to be overwhelmed. There were a lot of enemies, but. Um, you know, it's it's just stuff like if I had to watch her aggressively sink her eye droid with Virgil one more time, that cutscene <sighs> was so... Every time you rescue a survivor and bring them back, you kind of chuck them on the floor of base camp and that's the same animation all over again as well. Yeah. And it was that kind of thing. And, and, it was, and, I, and I appreciate that when it's not triple a although i would think konami is triple a even if it's a yeah. spin-off but i appreciate it doesn't have the budget or the cachet even of of what kojima productions probably had so i mean i'm not against i appre- i appreciate the, the the constraints i suppose of what they're doing but some of those animations were used too much i was i mean how many memory boards are you sent out to get is mm. that you know there's i don't mind fetch quests quests I even say it quests if there's a variation of what you're required to do but it was almost the identical thing you were sent out it was memory board or survivor memory board or survivor and or, or to kind of um activate a transporter blah 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 and it was the same stuff over and over and I, and I think having the same activities set against the same environments with the same combat I think that got old really quickly for me. Yeah, I, th- I think it was the getting to the missions that was way more interesting. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, having to deal with the environment 
and the zombies and the hunger and the thirst. Yeah. While you're on your way to holding down X at something. Yeah. Was way more yeah, exciting. I think you're right. Yeah. And I think, you know, considering, like you said, about how much recycled stuff there is. They already had the engine. They'd yeah. already made the Fox engine for Metal Gear Solid Five. Yep. Like, Kojima Productions did all the work for that. Yep. So, there isn't really much excuse. Like, this, the very cynical part of me is just thinking, right, give it three months and we're going to have a Metal Gear Battlegrounds based on Survive. Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe. the map is already there. The multiplayer systems are already there. Yep. The hunger and the thirst are already there. Yep. It's... It does. It feels very, very cynical. It feels very, very made by committee. Yeah. But it just—it's frustrating because there are those little glimmers of really, really cool stuff. It's a bit like how I felt about uh, We Happy Few, except We Happy Few was indie. I also where... didn't like that. So you know, clearly, I, yeah. I don't have a a penchant for uh, survival games. But it's like they both got very won- they had very very wonky survival systems yeah. with lots of cool ideas sort of covered up by them yeah and if it just if I think if Metal Gear just let itself get out of its way it could have been something really really good instead it's like it's a solid okay out of ten yeah it's, I didn't I didn't think it was dreadful I didn't think it was as bad as others were making it out to be but. You know, when you've got stuff like The Last of Us or even stuff like State of Decay, you kind of need to do a little bit better than this. Yeah. Also, the wormhole transporter thing isn't as good as the fulcrum from Phantom Pain. The, not the fulcrum. The, the the balloon thing that just flies goes Fulton, the isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Fulton, yeah, that. Like... Watching it go through a wormhole is nowhere near as fun as it's zooming off into the air. No, that's true. I will also give you that. <laughs> Which, and everyone looks like they've had really, really bad Botox. Like, none of the faces moved. There was no. hardly... the um, Was it Miranda, the name of the nurse? Miranda? Uh, yes. I want to say Miranda. That's the name in my head. Anyway. Um, her, she was... She had expressions from time to time. But generally... No one said anything. And no one's face moved. Storytelling masterpiece. They had expressions sometimes. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, it was a for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a sort of... Okay. Sure, I guess. What's next? (laughs) Yeah. What is next there for me to play? This is... This is the game that is going to just sort of bridge the gap between this and Far Cry 5. Which I'm also looking forward to. Oh, like, I know I know. there's been a lot of um, uncertainty about it in the last couple of days. Yeah. But I'm still really excited for Far Me Cry too. 5. Me too. I <laughs> have uber love for Far Cry. Even though so much of it is the same as Assassin's Creed now. In terms of me- mechanically, I mean, obviously not the games themselves, although especially taken... with Origins now. No, but there's so m- in terms of I don't know, going to the camps and going to the fortresses, and oh, I just love all that stuff. I just just kind of being in its world, stomping around. It's just brilliant. I just cannot Did you like wait. Primal. No, that's the only one I didn't get on with. 
Oh, that's my favourite one. Uh, three is my favourite. Huh. I, I think... I, part of me just really wants like a HD remaster of Far Cry 2. Just because that one... Yeah. Like, of Far Cry 2, that's fixed up a little bit. Because yeah. Because that one was really interesting. I never played 2. Oh, which was... is what probably why I like three. But of, of of all of well, of the three that I've played, it's three is the one I like the most. Oh, I I I think you know I don't want to lay too much praise on Ubisoft before the game is yeah. out. But I think I think it is really interesting that they are going for an American setting for once. Yeah, like I, like just because every other game has been here's a war torn country or you know. His caveman land, yeah, or his cyberland. Like they've always had some sort of distance that they yeah. can have to make, give it a war-torn country. So I am kind of interested, at least from that angle, to see how they manage to fit the fact that there is still a rest of America outside of where Far Cry Five is. Yeah, and you know, it, there's going to be a lot of think pieces when it comes out. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, but I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. That's my um although say now we were I was like, what else is out? What else is out this month? I think it's um uh, we got the calendar a up. way out. I quite like the look of. And Far Cry five, that's it. There's pure farming. Yeah, you and your farming, Joe. I don't oh, I don't know what I... to ha- what to say about that. Oh, I just like farming games. They're just you, so zen. You really do. They are so zen. Like I've been playing loads of what's it called, Farm Together, which is literally just Farmville, but <laughs> it's so much fun and it's so relaxing. It's just like it's not. Here's here's the here's the racist cult leader with all their guns, and it's not. <laughs> here's the racist medieval people with their swords. It's just here's your here's your radishes. Go pick your radishes. Go pick your radishes. Yeah, that's not... That, that's the drama of the day. Yeah, it, well, no, my drama today was I was running out of time to harvest my peanuts in time. And, like, the season was almost I'm over. I'm sorry, so can you rush. repeat that sentence? I, I had to harvest my peanuts. <laughs> and then I had to grab my penis while I still could. And then... <laughs> There's the title. Edit that out, Joe. No, don't you dare. <laughs> I just like the race against the clock, which is also, you know, oh, no, I've got to harvest my crops. Oh, I wonder how the chickens are doing. Is that it's a, like... is, forgive my ignorance, is that a real time uh, clock then? Or is it just when you go back into the game? It's a real time. Well, it's it's real time in so much as it it keeps running even once you've closed the game. See, I find that really stressful. But it's not like like crops don't rot once they once they're grown, they'll just stay grown. Oh, okay. But but stuff like trees, um, you can only harvest them on specific seasons, and like each day is a different season, and each day is like seventeen minutes of real time. So it's just a matter of whatever season you happen to log on for that's when you can pick your tree the right trees and it's just it is a really blatant you know cow clicker it is a it's an idle game yeah it's just so fucking charming and like 
you can just go and explore other people's farms and they can come and help you like harvest yours and you can't really grief in it and it's 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 lovely it's simple it's it's kind of manipulative in the time mechanics but you know there's like no microtransactions there's no DLC there's nothing like that it is just how's your lettuces are they good great <laughs> And, oh, I love I that you love, love it. it so much. I love, I love anorak. You're games. so pure. I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I just said I'm gonna grab my penis. <laughs> but I love, I love games that can just so obviously take something that very few other people are interested in and just be like, yeah, we're gonna make an entire game about this, and we're gonna have all of these really anoraki things. It's a gutsy move, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it really comes down to what you play games for, because if because if that's what you like, you like this end, you like to relax. Whereas me, I have, um, I I've I've decided. I think I've reached the conclusion that one of the reasons I like shoe is that my day's job is quite stressful, and I don't really get the chance to decompress when I'm there. And actually, shooting stuff at home is a really good um, stress reliever for me. Yeah. So I think that that's why I enjoy shooters. And I like games with hardly any story <laughs> to play with multiplayer because then I don't have to concentrate on what's going on. So obviously that's not to say I, I don't like narrative games because I very much do, but not so much in a multiplayer sense. And I've definitely found that certain games work in a certain way for me. And mostly it's because I need them to serve a purpose to help me manage my kind of day-to-day stuff. Yeah. So obviously you're using it to peace out and be zen and be calm, whereas I'm like frantically shooting stuff so that I can go to work the following day and be peace-like and zen. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like I like games like Mirror's Edge, which I speed run. Like I can just sort of shut my brain off and yeah, like play that entire game like the back of my hand. Yeah, but I think that's because I'm so anxious normally. That is like having that sort of game where you can just, you know, that nothing is going on in my head there. It's like, like you know, at like the cinema and cartoons where like, let's all go to the lobby. Yeah. It's that in my head while I'm playing. And I think like simulator games are perfect for that because so the pure. most stressful thing is, oh no, the train's going to be 30 seconds late. Ah, as opposed to, you know... In multiplayer games where I get stressed, like, everyone's judging you, they're talking about you, they're going to yell at you, oh my yeah. god, oh my god. It's just chickens. Yeah. Someone messed me, I've, uh, for those that don't know, I got a PC today, hooray! Hooray! And a friend messed me and said, you're going to get PUBG on it. I was like, no. you got to get on that Fortnite train. I'd get fucking annihilated. Especially with use... a trackpad. Exactly, so I can't use keyboard and mouse, are you... Hi, I'd have to use a controller. <laughs> I'd get absolutely mullered. So no, there will be no FPSs going on on oh, uh, well, on this. We can't, we can't play Overwatch together then. Well, we can, <laughs> but I'm not going to be any good. It's all right. I'm no good. Although either. I'm not good either. Yeah, thinking about it, I mean, it doesn't really matter what I'm using, but yeah. You could play Farming Simulator with me. Good God. Actually, do you know, I do want to know the hype. Hi- I would like that. 
I like how I've managed to make them there be a hype around farming. A hype around farming. I, I mean, yeah. I I think I mostly... I mean, they're obviously selling because there's a few of them. They're, yeah. I mean, they're huge in Germany, but I've noticed in the last couple of years, there's, I mean, there's stuff like Pure Farm and uh, Real Farming... <laughs> And Stardew Valley and so many variations. Farm together and I think it's Stardew Valley which has sort of kickstarted the genre a bit. Yeah, more. maybe. But uh, I just like simulators. I I know I've said this. I think I said this on on one of the many old podcasts. I really want uh, like Euro Trucks Truck Simulator, but with canal barges, where it's just his right. like. A realistically made recreation of the entire British Canal system. Have at it, and I would love that. Dude, I'd be in that with you because <laughs> I have watched the Canal Boat series on Channel Four, and I love it. Oh, I love Canal Boat. I would, I would be. Although it's a little bit Rosie and Jim. Do you remember Rosie and Jim? Oh my God, Rosie and Jim and the duck. And the duck. So that's the first oh. thing I think of when I think of canal boats. But yeah, I'd be up for that. It and I, I've never quite understood. There isn't a farming simulator that lets you plan out your own farm, which is really weird. Like they're always pre-made farms, and you'd think there would be one where they're like, you know, how you like making your own farm in Stardew Valley. That, but also you drive the tractors and you do all of the hay baling. And, yeah. Uh, there's there's make me the official ambassador. Of sim games, please. Because, I mean, fuck's sake, I played that game where it's a real-time, like, an actual real-time sailing game. So if you sail across the Atlantic, it takes weeks. (laughs) And it's awesome. Wow. It makes me realise how special the games that we both like are. (laughs) Because our wheelhouses are so different. I think it stops any arguments about who gets reviewed. It certainly does. It certainly does. Shall we move on to our patron questions? Yes, we've spent enough time with me rambling about chickens. Uh, Actually, that's the first time you mentioned chickens. I like chickens. Where are the questions? (laughs) Right, yeah, okay, here we go. Oh, God, okay, so from Criterion. Hi, Criterion. Keeping in spirit with Robbie Coltrane's Battlegrounds. (laughs) So glad that picked up. (laughs) What celebrity would be great for what game series? And what game characters would have a dazzling career in other media? These are questions I probably should have looked at before. And have come up with special answers for. What celebrity would be great for a game series? I want a... Like a Portal 2 co-op style puzzle game starring the Chuckle Brothers and I'd call it to me to you did that just jump in your head or has that been there for a long time waiting no, to that come just out jumped in my head good god like 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 you have to like carry the gigantic dice between each other <laughs> and like like you can make it a bit like um like Octodad or whatever where like you have to get through all these bit places without knocking everything over and it's always to me to you and there's a button specifically for saying to me and the other person has one that's specifically for saying to you and yeah that's my answer for that one I can't think of one and I'd have I'd I'd have Coach Trip a Telltale series 
That's like, amazing. Like, yeah, like, or, or no, sort of like a Town of Salem style one where you have to vote each other off and like you have to argue with each other in between the rounds and everything. But it's coach trip and you also have to like look around, look at like pictures of cathedrals and shit and then Brendan Sheeran yells at you to vote people off. That would be amazing. I want that. I mean, I remember, and I swear the reason I like them... Again, you have to be of a certain age, but did you ever see Treasure Hunt, which had Annika Rice was... and Annabelle? Did it have Melinda Messenger? <laughs> no, but that's on. a. It's not a million miles off, but kind of growing up with Crystal Maze and Treasure Hunt, which was basically um, people were in a room with lots of maps and were given a clue, and then they had a helicopter literally flying yeah. all over the country. To find this treasure that was hunted, uh, was kind of secreted somewhere, and it's basically a live-action video game, isn't it? It's a live-action yeah. treasure. And fucking loved it, and the same with the Crystal Maze. I mean, I, I mean, I think that was. I don't know which came first, the love of those games, and then video. Probably video games came first, and then those. But it was funny how that was kind of mainstream, ed- uh, mainstream entertainment as I grew up, but but no one played video games, or no one admitted playing video games I should it's say it's like that and Fort, Fort Boyard and... Fort Boyard that was the one with Melinda Messenger yeah yeah so there was a lot there's a lot of TV shows that were kind of good Nightmare Nightmare like I think Nightmare with uh, on like PSVR would oh man I would love that so yeah the guy from Nightmare Doing yeah. some kind of nightmare game what would be it? spectacular. Treyguard tra- tra- or something like that? It is something like that, yeah. What was the bloke from Nightmare? Oh, I loved Nightmare. Although I always, because I was, I mean, it, it ended like months after I was born. So I only saw like reruns <laughs> Thanks, on Joe. Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was. It's so good. It was tra- It was Dungeon Master Treyguard. It was oh, Treyguard. It was. Played by Hugo Mayat. Hugo, he was so good. But I always found that the, the the timer life bar thing really creepy with the soldier whose like skin would come off. Everything's and... peeling off and at the end you're just a couple of eyeballs. Yeah, it was yeah. really grim. I also call shenanigans on that timer because I don't think it timed down fairly for it all. It was completely arbitrary. It was, it completely oh, we was. Don't like this kid. They were fucking kicking you off whenever they found, felt like it. So that would be brilliant. I would love to see that in a game. There was uh, a nightmare. There was a nightmare game. There, there was were two nightmare games, but I don't think they were very good. Uh, that well, they were for like the ZX Spectrum yeah. and the Amiga. Yeah, but that like yeah, something in VR now that would be good. Oh my god, there has they have to bring that back. I mean, it would be great, wouldn't it? Kind of with current sorry, tech. I, I completely zoned out. I was reading the. Nightmare Wikipedia page. We've got, <laughs> hang on, we've got other questions. You've lost Shit. now. We've got four minutes left and loads of questions. Right, Heffy Cold Monkey says, Hi, Monkey. Are there Hi, any monkey. games that made you realise you enjoyed a genre you were dismissed or been intimidated by in the past? And I... For me, it's Halo. Because I never played... <laughs> hard to believe. I never played any shooters. I hated them on principle. What? I didn't think that they were real games. And I grew up with a love of Zelda and uh, point and click, like Myst and those kind of things. Oh. So I was really, really late 
to shooters generally. I didn't, although I, I did have Doom. Um, I remember we networked it in our office, and our boss didn't know. It was brilliant. Um, <laughs> there was a handful of stuff that we did do, um, but I didn't kind of play shooters properly until Halo Reach. So I was really, really wow. Late. And I think I completely, well, not think I did. I completely failed to appreciate how good the storytelling could be. And that was when, I mean, not all of them, some of them are shit, but there were some that were absolutely wonderful. And I think that's when I thought, oh, bloody hell, have, have they all been like this? And in fairness, most of them were not. Most of them were not good, and most of them were not good storytelling. Did you but, go back to ODST, though? Say that again? Did you go back to ODST? I have played ODST, and I don't think it's as good as everyone makes out. Oh! I know, it's really controversial. Um, but I preferred reach even though there was no master chief although odst didn't did it no that was the rookie that's right yeah um but i did think that was a i mean bungie with the masters weren't they of kind of marrying that your gunplay with a with a with a good story yeah um so yeah (laughs) so that's what it was for me how about you um I mean, nothing quite as... No, actually, I suppose uh, Oblivion. Because... Yeah, Oblivion. Because I'd I'd never actually heard of open world games before I... Like, even while I'd just started playing Oblivion, I had no idea that open world games were even a thing. Yeah. Uh, like, like, I'd never really played Grand Theft Auto or anything like that. So, Oblivion was just something completely... Like, I didn't know what was going on. There was a dark dungeon, and then there was just forest everywhere. And at first I thought it was really, really shit. And I remember there was one bit when I was playing. I went... I managed to walk. So you start off roughly in the middle of the map in Oblivion. I have played it, I think, but I don't remember it. Yeah, and then on the furthest possible coast from where you are, there's a town called Anvil. And, like, walking all the way across Oblivion, especially when you're, like, level one, so there's enemies everywhere and they're all a little bit tricky. I managed to do that without realising. I managed to stumble through the entire, like, the longest bit of contiguous forest in Oblivion until I got to Anvil. And then as soon as I got to there and I saw the city from, like, on top of the hill, and then I went down there, I was like... Wow. Oh. Yeah. I can go places and then Oblivion I I think I just like demolished it I played like hundreds of hours of it and I love Oblivion and I think it was from there that like RPGs in general clicked into place for me a lot because I didn't because you know I played Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts just does all of that stuff for you but Oblivion teaches you like leveling and stats and spells and equipment and it just it opened up RPGs a hell of a lot for me and I have a quick addition as well there's one more that I would add to that and it hasn't changed the genre for me in any way but Brutal Legend do you remember Brutal Legend? Was that the one that just turned into an RTS halfway through? Yes that one you were a rock star or a failing rock star or something Jack Black Jack Black that was an RTS in it. And that's the only time I've really played RTS to any significant degree. 
Dawn of War 3 did that for me. Like, I, I couldn't... I, RTS is always... I've always found controlling them really difficult. Yeah. But something about Dawn of War 3 just made it click. And now I can play stuff like Age of Empires and StarCraft and all that sort of stuff. And because uh, Dawn of War 3 clicked, Vale do as well. And it's brilliant. That's a great question, Monkey. Thank you very much. Ah, thank you, Monkey. Clockwood Prince says... How do your expectations for indie games differ from AAA ones, if at all? You can go first this time. Um, I mean, obviously stuff like presentation and voice acting and all that I expect to be better in a AAA game. But, like, yeah, I don't think indie games should get any slack on whether they're good in general. Just because, like, you know, like... I think a fun indie game that looks like shit is still always going to be better than a shit AAA game that looks great. Yep. So I don't really, I don't really treat them all that differently. I'm exactly the same. That would have been my uh, almost an identical answer, in that I still expect to enjoy it. I still expect it to work mechanically. I still expect to kind of being drawn into this story or this world and then have it kind of unfold in front of me but there are no passes for indie games I don't expect them I I don't I don't think oh it's an indie game so I don't care if it's good you know that's not the way but by the same token I mean triple A's aren't automatically better because they look good no 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 so I think we're the same on that no it's yeah it's just yeah, you know, I think, I think AAA games on the whole serve a different purpose to what indie games yeah. should be aiming for. Yeah, like AAA games are popcorn food, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. No, like I think you can still have intelligent and interesting AAA games, yeah. but they're still ultimately. I I I don't want to say entertainment because they're all entertainment, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they're, I do. Yeah. Whereas I think indie games have, because they're like free of bureaucracy and publisher relations and focus groups and all that, I think I do kind of expect indie games as a whole scene to be a bit more pushing boundaries, mm-hmm. I guess. Like like yesterday I played uh, Scanner Sombra by uh, Introvision. Introvision. Um, and you know it's got a single idea you scan an environment that you can't see and you have to like navigate your way through caves by scanning the walls and figuring out how like the depth of it all and it like you know like the connect the videos of the connect in night vision with all the dots everywhere no it's that oh look up connect in night vision it's really creepy okay but it it's that as a game and you know it looked great. It had a really interesting idea, but I still didn't really like it because it didn't. It didn't push the themes that it really should have, and yeah. it didn't feel complete because of that. And you know, I think a AAA game, because it's so because they're often so like loud and bombastic, and they look great and all that. I think you can sort of get away to an extent mm. with that sort of thing because you know it does ultimately serve its purpose of being a piece of entertainment, whereas I think indie games 
if you're, I think indie games are more likely to push into being at the risk of getting into the whole this game's art. <laughs> I wonder if you're going to say that. But do, do you know what? Do you know what I mean? I it's, do. Like, in, I think indie games have a lot more freedom to explore stuff, and so I do sort of expect them to. Yeah. A bit, but I also like if you have an indie game that is just straight up. Yeah, we're just about shooting people. Like that's cool as well. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's like there's no treating them differently. It's just they do different things. I agree. And the last question, which is particularly pertinent for you, Vicky, what music have you? Is it? Oh, from Sixth Hokage One, which is really Sixth Hokage One. See, I would have said Sixth Hogage, so I would have had the name completely wrong. I only know it from Naruto. And that would be why you have it correct. So, <laughs> I might sorry, sick. I just shortens everyone's name and then I don't have to worry about saying it wrong, see? Sorry, sick folkage. <laughs> <laughs> what music have y'all been listening to lately? Well, as Joe told me earlier today, <laughs> I'm such a mum and I have such a mum taste in music. So my music isn't, I don't have a particularly, um, I have quite an eclectic taste, I suppose. I, I will, I grew up listening to lots and lots of different things. I've found my place in kind of indie rock. So I quite like stuff with guitars and drums. So I listen to a lot of Killers and Kings of Leon and The Verve and Oasis and Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds and Stereophonics. Do you like Arctic Monkeys? I love the Arctic Monkeys. Do you not like the Arctic Monkeys? I've, I've just never really listened to them. I think them. he's one of the most underrated writers of our of the last 20 years. Who, Mr Monkey? Mr Monkey, the lead monkey, yes. Uh, Arctic A Monkey. I think his name is Alex Turner. <laughs> I think he is absolutely incredible. So I do, yeah. Please, Mr Monkey's my father's name. What? Mr. Monkey's my father's name. Call, call me Arctic. I'm sorry. I just got visions of a monkey. <laughs> Introducing you to its father is very confusing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't, it's not a particularly um, cool. <laughs> what about Snow Patrol? Um, is that too- I'm just trying to think who was on Kerrang! in 2006. Um... I wouldn't turn over, it came on the radio, but I don't have any of their stuff. They're not loud enough. (laughs) Yeah, they are a bit sort of songs you could fall asleep to. Yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, guitars and drums. Um, Yeah, uh, Muse. That's the one. Although I just know that from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you would. That's why it was. That's how many people heard that song for the first time. I did not. I have seen Snow Patrol live. Really? They were very mellow. But yeah, apparently I have a very mumsy taste in music. <laughs> so there you go. But I do listen to the Beatles and Pink Floyd and what else? Rolling Stones. What other stuff have I got downstairs? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Didn't he die recently? He did. I was proper upset. <laughs> Because I never saw him. And I've been lucky enough to see a lot of... We, um, I suppose it depends on what's important in you, but I actually 
some of my best memories are going to concerts with people I love. And I've been trying to do that with my son and taking him to his favourite things. And a lot of these bands I've rediscovered through him. So I never really liked Oasis first time around. Um, and he's just obsessed with them. So as because we share a wall, that's all I've been hearing is Oasis kind of leaking through. So um, <laughs> I love I love that we can go to shows and, and, and see it. So I hope I can do that lots with him. But Tom Petty I never got to see. And I was proper upset about it. Sadly. Did you see Chris Cornell? No. Is he, is he not stereophonics? No, they're still going. I hope not, because I've seen them tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Kelly Jones. <laughs> did, did it need, did it need the, the upping the Welsh? Of course it did, because he's Welsh, isn't he? But... Oh, he's very, very Welsh. Very, very Welsh. Over by you. Over by you. Who's caught this jacket? What you playing up, man? I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> Anyway, yes. God. How about you? I can't you? remember what the fuck band Chris Cornell was in, but he's dead Wasn't as well. He, yeah, was he... Was he it's the one who I always think sounds like stereophonics, but they did... Um, Audio Slave. Audio Slave. They did uh, Cochise. No. I can't even remember how it goes. But whatever, yeah. Yeah, he was in that, and they were all right. Um, see, if you've got a mumsy sense of music yeah i i am still very much firmly emo teen <laughs> i knew you were emo teen i know, um, i just know you're painting your fingernails black oh God. like it, i'm just looking at my spotify playlist and that's what i should have weird, done it's a weird mishmash of like here's like the entire panic at the disco back catalogue and then here's the entire fallout boy back catalogue and then it just suddenly breaks out into electro swing for a while and then see ya wow like arcade fire see i'm looking at things now primal scream kings of leon blur kasabian royal blood fits in the tantrums yeah apparently i'm listening to mum's music so (laughs) oh and then and then you get to the anime theme tune bit of my playlist and i like squeeze which is a new wave 70s band that are I've heard of them. Yeah, they did Cool for Cats, which isn't the greatest song, but I love Squeeze when I was growing up. Was... Oh, my dad is really into like Yes and Genesis. <gasps> and... I love Yes. <laughs> I, I I had to explain to him what the um the, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme was because like their music they use Yes in it, and he got really excited because Yes was in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dad. Poor dad. Uh, got a bit of red hot chili peppers. I like the peppers; uh, they're all right. A uh, bit of Radiohead. Like I think Radiohead is probably like the the coolest band I've got. On there. <laughs> like the rest, and then it just suddenly turns into Sia, which Sia's Christmas album is really great. Good God, that's quite anime themes to Sia. It's quite a mix there. Yeah, like like it does wildly swing between bubblegum pop and I'm gonna sing about being. But an I really like bubblegum pop, so oh, you know if there's a bit of Britney or Backstreet Boys, I'm on the dance floor, baby. Nothing's stopping me. <laughs> I I got really freaked out the other day because I found out. Oops, I did it again. Only came out in 2000. Like it wasn't a 90s song, and that really fucks with my perception of the 90s. But I think that's the same as Chesney Hawks' "I Am the One and Only," which came out in 1990, but is frequently kind of 
squished in with 80s songs, but it's... That is a very 80s song. See, it's not to me. That's totally 90s. Really different. I am the one and only. Yeah, that sounds like some emo variation of. <laughs> no, 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 no. If it was emo variation, they'd have a really forced California accent. Like, I am the one and <laughs> They only. all do that. I don't know why. It's like... Uh, is it Blake 182 or Good Charlotte? One of them. They're from Canada. Oh no, it's Sum 41. <laughs> so They're from Calendar. They're from Calendar. From Canada. Do <laughs> uh, I listen to any of those? I don't understand why they do that accent. No. It's really funny to do. It is. It's good though. Like, so that's eight, us. Six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. <laughs> good God. <laughs> it's fun that's the title of the podcast i mean we could go to the peanuts but <laughs> do i have to write noyoyoin yeah with like o-i-n-o-i-n-o-i-n yes please <laughs> yeah that's your job for tomorrow <laughs> oh good anyway that's all our questions that is the podcast that is the people podcast. that's the podcast dearest friends before we go, do you want though, to do? <laughs> before you go, do you want to do your links? Well, it was before you go. This is entirely supported by the good people of who support us on Patreon. Uh, we, I don't know what we're doing really. We've had a difficult few months. Is that correct? Is it fair to yeah. say a difficult few months? Um, and we're we've Patreon messed up a load of things and changed how they were dealing with their fees and stuff and we got hit really bad with that so i just want to say from again and this is i am also going to sound wanky from the bottom of my heart huge thanks to everybody who sticks their hand in their pocket and chucks one or two dollars this way every single dollar does count every single thing really helps us out and if you've been thinking about supporting for a while but oh you've been putting off you know please do we we really need your support it's really both of us are professional writers both of us love what we do here but it's actually quite difficult to be able to schedule it in the place it needs to be for us if you're not getting paid for it if that makes any sense so when we get patreon money it's really helpful and for me it means that i can i can kind of with it with a clear conscience dedicate time to streaming and doing the podcast and everything else that goes along with doing this so thank you so much for everyone who does and if you don't yet please do how's that I mean, and that that was <laughs> very I, I am sort of half expecting lenny henry to step on stage do you think so number yeah yeah i don't like, want that, to... that could have gone in the middle of children in need that could have gone in shit because i'm not child that bad need. we we <laughs> Your child in need, and I have a child in need. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, all good. But thank I you so much. I'm a child much. in need of chocolate. Yes, I have chocolate that's waiting for me to be. That's waiting to be eaten when we finish this. Oh. So links. Links. Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say, and we do get some. We sometimes get people feeling guilty that they can't afford it, and like, like, don't. Yeah, please don't. Like, like, I mean, we're like going to talk about you behind your back. No, us. we're not. I'm not yeah. Oh, God, that, that fucking Mario fan 86 <laughs> didn't give us money. How dare they? No. Not a problem. Like, like you know, just come say hello in the Discord or leave a comment. That isn't calling me a degenerate soy boy. And 
and we'll be happy. That would be great. Stop by the streams, stop by the Discord. Like Joe said, drop a comment in and that's all the support we need. Well, it's not. Money's what we need too, but that's also just as helpful. It's a moral boost. It's a moral boost. It's an emotion. It's a spiritual uplift. To go with the financial uplift, yeah. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Right, uh, links. I mean, I don't even remember. I got my book out, but I just realised it's the wrong fucking book. So. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I'm such a pro. Do you want me to do mine while you get your book? No, it's all right. I as Wing well it. as working for Let's Play Video You'll find me writing for MTV, official PlayStation magazine, Games TM magazine, and my own site's GGS Gamer. Although I'm lying, I don't write for that anymore. I just kind of boss people around and try and make sure it doesn't blow up. And SilentHillHeaven.com. Um, I'm getting back into the habit of streaming regularly. You can come find me at the moment. There's a lot of PUBG going on, uh, where despite having got 10 chicken dinners now, yes, I'm sad. Yes, I'm counting them. Uh, we've yet to secure one on camera, but we're trying. Um, so that's, yeah, I would say two or three times a week I'm trying to stream. So you can come find me on Twitch under Vixie, V-I-X-X-I-E. That's the same name for PSN, Xbox Live and Steam. So you can follow me on there. Instagram's the same, but it's got an underscore in front of it. Talking about underscores. My Twitch is underscore, don't forget it, V-I-X-X-I-X. I probably left something out. But how about you, Joe? Was that your Twitch or your Twitter? That was my Twitter at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, you said Twitch. Well, because they both begin with twat, so I can think of other words that begin with twat, which I'm going to call you, but before Oh, that... wow. <laughs> Tw- terrific writer. Also, no one says twat better than the Welsh. <laughs> it's... Oh, you, you, you absolute fucking twat. You fucking twat. Uh, uh, thank you for not calling out my awful Welsh accent. Um... That one wasn't great. The one you did before was all right. That one was really bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have words with you later. Oh, okay. Go on. Your links, Mr. P. My, oh shit, yeah, my links. You can find me at let'splayvideogames.com. Obviously, this is what this podcast is for and such. And sometimes you can also find me at the Telegraph Ooh. doing stuff there. I recently did a review of Metal Gear Survive. You did. It was a great review. I, Even if I've we got... disagree. I only gave it a three out of five. I, that's that is firmly. Oh, that's eh. the same. I gave it six out of ten for Games TM, which will be in next month's uh, edition of Games TM magazine. God, spoilers! <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, we gave it the same. Uh, exclusive, mark. exclusive scores for another outlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll do here. <laughs> yeah, did you hear that Polygon gave it? Yeah, I also reviewed uh, Cube Two, but I won't give that away because that is embargoed. Is it is it like seven to the power of three? That would have been a good funny joke, but no. Thank you. See, see, I'm a professional. Yeah. Uh, fuck. What else could you find? I'm me not on? professional because I just interrupted you doing your links. Because I. It's all right. Bitch. It's fine. I didn't say anything. I just said uh, the Telegraph. Uh, you could also find me generally whining about stuff on Twitter at Joe Parlock, all one word, and sometimes, very, very, very sometimes. Uh, twitch.tv slash Joe Parlock doing stuff sometimes like nowhere near as much as Vicky because streaming is tiring but hooray but then I don't that... write as much as you do for the site so it's all swings and roundabouts yeah but that's because you write for literally everywhere that is true 
but that doesn't right, mean like, to say I should do less here. It's just that streaming like, is is the nice balance for me. Like you could end up one day saying that you write about games for the Vatican, Vatican, <laughs> and I totally believe you. Yeah, you would. It does. Like Antarctic Research Station. Yeah. Yeah, sure. that's me. That's what I do. International Space Station. Yeah. I do seem to. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't think there's a UK outlet I haven't written. Oh, I haven't written for a video gamer. I nearly did, but I didn't. Have you done Games Master? No, but I wouldn't do news for them anyway. Oh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> like you made that sound like, I wouldn't do news for them even if they paid No, I didn't mean like that. I love Games Master. It's a great magazine. <laughs> Their logo is wild. Yes. It's also such a great legacy because I grew up watching Games Master. Was it a programme? Yes, it was. Wow. And now it's a magazine. <laughs> I don't think it was called Games Master, though. What the fuck was it called? Was that the one with the giant creepy head? Yes, Sir Patrick fucking Moore, the astronomer. Was that Patrick Moore? Yeah. Oh, my. He is He is the header image right, for this I one. i got to remember what it's called now. I think it was called Games Master. I just never made the connection between that and the magazine. Yeah, I think it is Games Master. I'm pretty sure that's that's the connection. Holy shit. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all my links. <laughs> I love I love it. Uh That so, was when you. I was growing up, that was the only way you could get a solution. There were no fucking guides or the internet. If you were stuck in a game, you had to write to Games Master and hope the fuck they picked you. I hope to God Patrick Moore came and saved you. Yeah. But he never did. Holy crap, I'd never like First, I'd never processed that the magazine is based on this. And also, I'd never processed that that's Patrick Law. I, I, I'm saying that. I assumed it was together. They were... It is. They are. Cool. Yeah. All, all three of them, Patrick Moore, the magazine and the programme. Are all connected. Yeah. I feel vindicated now. This is good. Wow. Anyway. Anyway. That's our podcast. What we did that was sort of hard. we have a plan we never follow we, it I don't, it's we we managed it just about I, I, me slaving over a hot stove all day we, we just ignore it what anyway anyway that was my plan okay you're having <laughs> a meltdown right yeah i do all of this work and nobody <laughs> it's true i'm glad you figured it out Nobody appreciates me. Nobody appreciates me. You sounded very Monty <laughs> Python then. Wow. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'll take that as a, take that as a compliment. Can, Vicky, can we stop the podcast now? <laughs> can you stop sidetracking me? Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks See for you listening. See you next month. Bye. dreadful no it wasn't <laughs> tell you what was dreadful my husband kingdom walking come. in well, also that what i said kingdom come but you you went straight for the husband oh yeah sorry yeah <laughs>
You know what was really bad? My dear family, who I love very much. <laughs>